What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us. This is Michelle Hayward with KC Atha here for your DEI Thursday. Today, we are going to talk about Black Panther and five, and five reasons why Black Panther is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you're like, what in the world are you really talking about? Um, so we, we want to take a really an introspective look at Black Panther. Um, we just lost um, Chadwick Boseman, who is like me, a South Carolina native. We're actually the same age. So this is a huge loss for me on a, on a different level than a lot of people. Um, being from South Carolina, him having risen to fame, and really just how the characters he's played, not just Black Panther. He also played James Brown. James Brown is literally a native, is also a native of South Carolina and literally was born 12 miles from where I'm sitting. So for me, it is a different type of loss from other fans because of what Chadwick brought to a lot of natives, especially in rural areas here in South Carolina. So I wanted, I wanted to definitely talk about the lens of Black Panther when it comes to first equity and inclusion. So Casey thought I was crazy at first, and then she's like, oh wait, this is really great. This is a good idea. So let's let's get into it. So I'm gonna let Casey kick it off because she has some really fantastic notes and then I have my own thing. So we might have more than five, but we just went with five because we don't wanna be here all day. We're gonna kind of rein it in at five, okay? So go ahead, Casey, and I'll let you kick it off. All right, well, I just wanna start and say thanks, Michelle. Um, consistently you come up with great topics and then when Michelle pitches me the topic I think hmm and then I allow my brain to sort of go and that's what got to happen last night and so I did come up with about five which I like to come up with five things and I'll just name the five and then go through them and then we can chat about them does that sound good yes that all right happens. cool so the first one, I have my little notes over here so the first one that came up for me was optimism so well let's back it up sorry so Black Panther is Afrofuturism, which I have to admit, I don't really know that much about, but it has been very intriguing to me since Black Panther came out. So that's already like, hello, do you see the power there? Um, I know it was big in the Black community, but I'm in the Latinx community growing up where I did, and it just wasn't um, that, I wasn't introduced to it. So Black Panther introduced me to more Afrofuturism, understanding, understanding that it's imagination plus liberation plus the future plus technology. And that's that's just fun. So anyway, so here's back to the five. Number one, optimism. So when you watch that, I feel the optimism because we see outcomes and belonging, which is something that we are striving to bring more of into the workplace, into our lives, into the way that we show up. We want to feel belonging. We want to feel optimistic about the potential outcomes that can come into our lives. So to me, that's just number one, that's the power of Black Panther and Afrofuturism. So number two, I think is also really powerful. It redefines culture and the notions of blackness. So how often do we see this um, portrayal of blackness? Not very often, right? So it redefines it. It gives us a space to imagine something more, something different. Um, and it breaks from, so number three, I 
get excited about this one. It breaks from the anti-black white settler um, narrative. And so what that means is that we have just been brought up in the society globally, colonialism spread out all over the place. So it's not just the United States, but we have this colonizer mentality. Um, you know, if you're powerful or white is right or whatever it is, that is, you know, our conditioning. And so whenever we think of something, unconscious bias tells us, you know, think of a doctor, boom, you're thinking of a certain stereotype. Think of a teacher, think of a name it, janitor, think of someone who does your lawn, think of someone who does your nails. Boom, we have our stereotype, bam, in there. So Afrofuturism breaks that. It breaks that colonizer brain that taught us to think in very specific ways that keeps us in our place. So I just love it, break. So number one, optimism. Number two, redefining. Number three, breaking from the settler narrative. Number four, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'll be called in for this and I'll take it, but it normalized the word colonizer for me. And I got to say it. I got to say colonizer as a pejorative, like very openly. That just felt really liberating to me. I know that's silly, but it just felt like I get to say that in like a way that is understood because so many people watch the movie and so many people are hopefully being reflective about it and saying, what is this, you know? So that was number four. And then number five is normalizing black power. So black folks were centered. They were the powerful ones. They were the ones with technology. They were living a liberated life. Um, and that imagination of the future and possibilities is something that doesn't come naturally to me. So I loved being able to see this. Um, so it just normalizes black power, people in power and to tie it into the workplace, I think we need to normalize seeing black people in power. So whenever it happens, people don't just think, oh, you were the diversity hire because our brains have been so conditioned to think in one way. Um, so that's sort of what I thought was very exciting as well is to add to the normalization of black people in power. And that interrupts white supremacy, the white supremacy narrative that we've just been swimming in, the water we swim in that we oftentimes don't see and is unconscious. So just to recap, optimism, redefining, breaking from the colonizer narrative. I get to say colonizer and we get to see black people in power. So those are my top five. Okay. Michelle. Okay. So this, this is how I see it. And, and I may not have five and they're going to be somewhat interwoven into what Casey has, has added. One thing that was great about Black Panther was the normalization of Black people being smart. Um, and so, of course, uh, Shuri is my favorite character. She's an engineer. She's a scientist. She's developing new technology, right? And so to me, that really is 180 degrees of what a lot of Black women encounter, especially being technical professionals. Like she is true, like we can name on one hand who's driving that. Like we've only had one black woman CEO and she was a chemical engineer at Xerox, right? We are talking about um, the sister that's not at Google. There was an AT&T um, AT who did voice over IP, developed voice over IP. We are talking, so we're talking a handful of women, black women specifically in engineering and technology who are now 50, 60 plus. Like, so where's that next generation um, whether it's the tail end Gen Xers that have developed technology 
that have no acknowledgement. And so to see that being acknowledged, like it, it not to her, she wasn't even questioned when she said, hey, I have this next thing developed, right? It was taken that she knew what the hell she was doing. They didn't come in and ask her, well, oh, well, can you get your boss? Oh, or can you go make me a copy? She said she did what she did. She does what she do and she's damn good at it. And so that for me was huge and pivotal just coming in as a technical professional, as an engineer, as a tech startup founder that was truly important um, and part of looking at it through a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens. Um, number two, the warriors in the movie were women, powerful, right? And again, when you look at the military, you don't see, you they, they aren't appreciated at the same level as you see in Black Panther. And, and I saw um, an Instagram post and it was a woman and she was saying how it, she, it was a picture of her with a with probably an eight-year-old boy. Um, they're both Black. And it was at church and she was like, he doesn't, he believes that I'm part of Black Panther's military. I forget what they're called right now. And so she's like, he made, he wanted to make sure I took a picture with him because she was bald. And so she was bald. So he was, so they're in there doing like this. But what he, this young child sees the power of Black women. And so because it was portrayed in such a positive way in that movie, it literally is counter. Um, contradicting what is often taught in white supremacy, what is really built in um, systemic racism, which are uh, black women being over-sexualized, not highly educated, having multiple children, single mothers. And it was completely different in the empowerment that comes from Black Panther. So breaking down the barriers and, and not barriers, but breaking down what I want to say, the stereotypes when it comes to black women. So third, the third thing that comes to mind was really that Black people create powerful communities that are all Black, that are driven by technology. But you know, it was a really interesting thing. They hid it from the world. Yeah. Right? They hid it from the world because what colonization had taught them it would not be used appropriately. I want you to think about that. They hid it from the world because they felt and thought and had seen how colonization or colonizers would inappropriately use the technology, right? And so it's really taken to account now um, how, how resources, whether we always say, especially in tech startup space, Black founders, brown founders are over-mentored and under-resourced. And they're like, you know what? We're not going to give you this resource because you don't know what the hell to do with it. And so it, it was very interesting to see that dynamic and how it was flipped onto the other side in the movie. And how, again, that technology was stolen to be used by a colonizer for something and a purpose that they did not agree with. So it was really, really interesting. The, the next part that I really liked about Black Panther. Um, and again, diversity, equity, inclusion. So they weren't inclusive of use of sharing that technology. They're like, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Like, isn't that anti? It is. They're like, uh, no, we're not going to do it. But what was really the pivotal part for me was, and, and I'm at four, 
So I didn't I don't have I don't have five yet. But the fourth one was at the end of the movie when Bucky's at the end of the movie and Shuri goes to Black Panther and says, you want me another white boy to fix. And so what often happens in movies and you can look at every single movie with a superhero. It is a white man saving the world. That is not what happened. And so when you look at the lens of how white supremacy has set up with its television, movies, books, history, even education system, the power and the impact that black people have had is erased. And Shuri goes like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the tech person. I'm the, you really, you want me somebody else to save. And so it is a get, it's a black woman coming in to help and save the day. And it was just like, it's no white savior in that in that moment. It is truly saying we are not charity. We have that we have what we need. We need you to do what you need to do to break down systemic racism. And so for me, it was so many different layers of diversity, equity, inclusion within Black Panther. If you put it in that lens, don't get me wrong. Don't don't go watch it if you haven't watched it. Don't watch it through a DEI lens at first. Just enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, but um, but also look at what it looks like on the other side mm -hmm. when it comes when it comes to diversity inclusion. And and lastly, well, this is the fifth thing. When you think about diversity, equity, inclusion, that movie literally included black people um, in superheroes side. The only other superhero that had been big had been Storm in X-Men. That was that had generally been portrayed by a black woman, Halle Berry. This was the first time where you had a cast of black actors in a superhero movie at this level performing this well. Um, there have been others, don't give me they've been David um Robert Townsend. Um, years ago, he's he's done great movies as well, um, and as an actor and a director, and pulling in like, um, while well, Eddie Murphy, and and other black actors. So don't I'm not downplaying them. What I'm really saying is Black Panther did at a level these other movies had not, and it's truly important to understand the impact generation after generation, like children, literally little boys and little girls crying because the actor who played Black Panther to them is the same person, right, has died. And so what does that mean to them as their opportunity and possibility? So um, so it's really, really important. So we have, uh, yes, it's important for our young ones to see themselves as heroes. It truly is. And that's truly a dynamic. Um, when we think about representation, and this is a bonus, when we always talk about, especially with me at Positive Power Higher, we talk about representation, why it's important to have representation from the C-suite down in an organization and how that helps build out an inclusive workplace, um, how it helps then provide start providing um, retention, better retention of your, your, your employee base and help you also drive and create a more diverse employee base, especially as you improve your culture. Now, what we don't often get to see is how that can truly impact um, having 
somebody who looks like you. And I think having Chadwick die, we saw the true impact of what that was, right? In the reactions, like Twitter even said, oh my God, this is the most retweeted tweet in the history of Twitter. Have you seen that? And it was about Chadwick Boseman um, dying. And they had not seen that in what what is 08, 06 since Twitter's been around. It's been it's 10, 12, 12, 14 years. And that and that's the impact of when you have somebody who represents you at that level and you literally can dream, take a dream and make it reality and whatever that reality is, because it builds in a different type of hope and aspiration and possibilities for you. So that's why for me, especially coming from rural South Carolina, where you don't have high speed internet, it is a completely different impact for a lot of people from these small towns who don't have access to certain things. But this is one person that they can more relate to coming from a small state with a high population of black um, residents and citizens on how it can truly impact your hopes, dreams and aspirations. So that that's my take on DEI and some more when it comes to Black Panther and the late great Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff, Michelle. And uh, you know what? I'm going to keep thinking about the part I didn't think about. You brought this up, the part about where they didn't want to share it and sort of like understanding that's it's like the lack of trust because what they have experienced in the past or what they've seen happen in the past with the colonizer type mindset. And so they were afraid to share the technology um, because of fear of how it would be used. And I think about that a lot because we have a lot of technology and AI and how that's being used and the people coding it. I mean, AI has just been coded and embedded with supremacy in there at multiple levels. Um, or multiple intersections, I mean. And so, yeah, it's it's like a, it's a tool that can cause harm or not, depending on who is in power and what yeah. and how they're driven, like what are their values um, and how are they gonna decide? So, you know, colonizer looking at power, money, hoarding that, making it more versus Black Panther community was more about like, how do we make this benefit all people and also not get it in the wrong hands? But then, you know, and so that that's interesting. I like that. I like thinking about that a little bit more. So I'm, now I have to watch it again, Michelle. Good. Good, watch it, watch it 50, 11 more times as we say 50, 11 more times. But it's, it's really important to understand the impact of having somebody who looks like you or look different than what you traditionally see on TV. Um, and and so I, it, you know, everyone's like, you can't, you know, the thing is going around right on social media is you can't replace Chadwick Boseman. And people are like, well, if we go back to the comic book, Shuri becomes the Black Panther. So I'm for that. I, so, okay. so I'm with that one. So you, you like, however you do the Black Panther, right? The, the character, the male version, right? Um, what T'Challa, what are you going to do when and how do you migrate now into Shuri becoming the Black Panther? So that's what I'm really interested in. I see girls in STEM take over for that when that movie drops. Uh, maybe that's 2022, 2024 right now with a pandemic, but it's yeah. definitely going to change again the tide 
of what we see as far as the next generation. Because when that drops, it really is going to generally, when you have movies like that, if you look at what happened with um, Hidden Figures, it piques the interest in young people and even older people when it comes to fields and, and industries and technology and so forth that they are not familiar with. And so moms and parents and grandparents are buying all these toys and like, I don't know what this software is or this app is, but we're going to get you this. And they're putting them in camp. So you're going to see an influx when that movie drops because it's going to drop and we're going to push for it. I don't know who exactly we is, but if you with me, comment here, tweet me, DM me, message me, email me, because we need to make sure that happens because it will truly inspire the next generation of scientists, technologists, engineers, mathematicians or actuaries, right? That are gonna drive and change so much when it comes to medical devices, when it comes to AI, machine learning, um, manufacturing our environment, right? Saving the ice caps, clean water. So they are really who we, we, sh we have to focus on when we're creating um, even fictional stories such as Black Panther. That's so. right. Well, I'm in. Join me. Add me to the list. Okay. <laughs> come on. Come on. We're going to grow this list. All right, everybody. That is it. I will be back next week without Casey, but we will still be talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. I will see you next week, Thursday. Everybody have a great week. Casey, what's up? Oh, oh yeah, of course. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone. All right.